Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to touch on losing weight without tracking, as I appreciate tracking's not something that everyone always wants to do, and there may be times where they're in a situation where tracking may not work for themselves. So this video is hopefully going to arm you with the tools and the information needed to know basically how do you how do you put on body weight or lose weight without tracking. Primarily, this is going to focus on weight loss, uh, but the same kind of applies when it comes to putting on body weight as well. So yeah, basically this episode is going to be packed with like structure and habits to help you with fat loss. So regardless if you are tracking, then this is going to be super valuable to hear because a mistake people make when it comes to tracking is they focus on just making sure that they are in a deficit. They don't focus on food choices. They don't focus on anything else apart from being in the deficit. And the downside to that is what that will ultimately lead to is if you're not picking the right foods, if you've not got good structure and routine, you'll probably struggle to adhere to your diet. Whereas if you have got them in place, then it's going to be much easier to stick to things long term. So in terms of when you are like tracking, what I recommend is don't don't just focus on don't just focus on, like I said, having a calorie goal and that's it. And when you're not tracking, put these habits in place. So what it's all about habit and routine if we can we obviously want some willpower but if we can put more structure in place that will unconsciously make us eat less and that's a win that's gonna put us in the best position possible to basically lose weight so what habits can we put in place so a good habit to have is having like a like a water goal so trying to get in like a certain amount of water on a daily basis uh so that could simply be trying to get in like three liters a day and uh, even if let's say your water intake's not in a good spot now you can still improve it and uh, meaning if it is on if it is at let's say a liter then just try and increase it to one and a half so don't think right where i am now i need to drastically improve that within a day just again gradual improvements over time but the reason why a water goal can be good is when we drink more water typically we will have feelings of fullness so if we get in habits of drinking more throughout the day and drinking more water around meals it's going to be better for general health and also it's gonna mean we're gonna limit hunger drinking around meals isn't gonna be better for your general health just to clarify but it's the fact that if you if you have it around meals that will typically make you a bit less hungry and in terms of what else you can do so a fruit and vegetable so the reason why a fruit and a vegetable go on a daily basis like trying to have your five a day or having one with each meal will help is because if you get all your calories from let's say something super calorie dense or if you get all your calories from fruit and vegetables you're going to really struggle to overeat if you're eating a lot of fruit and vegetables for example if like i put on a plate a thousand calories worth of desserts or a thousand calories worth of salad the plate would be absolutely massive for the salad because it's going to occupy a lot of space. It's going to occupy a lot of volume in your stomach. Yes, it might not taste as nice. You might not have as much flavor in it, but that's going to ultimately just be a sacrifice you've got to make. Like you, you've got to have some element of sacrifice. Nice foods are, or sorry, foods that are healthy and or not even healthy but low calorie are often going to not taste as well as well because or taste as nice because they've not got as much carbohydrates and fats in them which is why foods typically taste nice like if you think about something that's really like really like like junk food 
junk food that typically tastes nice. It's got like a lot of carbohydrates and fats, like pizza, like uh, pasta. And when you think about things like burgers, uh, the, the list goes on. Uh, so, yeah, if we have that fruit and veg goal, then what we basically will have is the ability to eat more actual food volume on a daily basis without going over our calories. Because if you if you just rely on, like I said, having a calorie goal, you don't focus on having, let's say, a certain amount of fruit and veg a day, your health's probably not going to be as well, uh, which is why you shouldn't just focus on calories. But as well as that, it's going to be super hard to stick to if you've got no fruit and veg because your your food's going to be super low. So, sorry if you're watching this on the on YouTube, the camera just didn't decide to focus on me, myself for a good four minutes, but it now is. So, yeah, after a fruit and veg goal, making sure maybe you're having one every meal or maybe even what I do is what I'd recommend. See if you're wanting to maximize adherence and you're struggling with appetite, have 100 to 200 grams of a fruit or vegetable in every single meal of the day and in terms of like liquid calories they're something i'd typically recommend not having uh, and the the benefit behind like having like hard and fast rules is you'd know what is a good choice and what isn't so liquid calories they don't fill us up they don't contribute towards fullness very well and they they generally mean we'll have a higher appetite if we're dieting and we're having a lot of liquid calories so i recommend just kind of not having them at all really if you don't want to oh if you if you adhere to a diet fine and oh let's say you try and lose weight without tracking you have some liquid calories here and there but you manage to lose weight then have at it keep having them however if you're struggling then it could be an idea just to remove them it's not that much sacrifice not having an orange juice you can just have orange not having let's say something in your coffee and instead just having sweetener uh, and maybe getting like almond milk or something even lower in calories so you could potentially try that but liquid calories like i said it's not going to fill us up so it's not something i'd recommend having especially in high quantities uh, obviously uh, something very common when folk are trying to get into fitness and improve their body composition is having protein powder so it's a tricky one because obviously it's a good source of protein it helps you get your protein up Protein can contribute towards feelings of fullness and satiety, meaning fill you up. But the downside of it is protein like shakes potentially aren't the most filling. So you can be creative. You can put them in things like oats and make them even into like a mug cake, which is something I've done during prep uh, by just adding like baking soda and water. And then it can help give you a bit more food volume. But yeah, generally would recommend minimizing liquid calories. Next up is having protein with each meal. Not only will this have benefit in terms of our ability to build muscle and as a result, our ability to improve our body composition uh, and how we look visually, which is usually why people want to lose weight. Obviously, there's some there's some aspect of their overall health, but it's also just because they want to they want to look better as well. So having protein with each meal will basically do something called spike muscle protein synthesis. If we can do that frequently, it's going to give us the ability to recover and build muscle more effectively. And in terms of like how much protein to have with each meal, if you're not tracking, you don't have to obsess over it. But just kind of like a good ballpark to making sure it's like a fistful if you're not tracking. So you can just use your, your you could even like weigh something out just to say, right, this amount of chicken roughly equates to this much calories. And then you've got like a rough idea. And then you can use that for future reference. But what it says, you shouldn't be that stressed about how much protein you're eating. If you're eating slightly more than you 
necessarily need to. You're probably not gonna like har- be harmed from it. You're probably not gonna have much negative drawbacks because it's like I said, it's filling. Proteins obviously helps us build muscle, but it's also satiating, which means it fills us up. We digest no, sorry, we burn more calories when we digest protein. So generally having a high protein diet if you struggle with fat loss or weight loss is generally gonna be a good thing. So something I'd recommend. And something else you can do is minimize the processed foods you're having. So foods will pretty much, well, the majority of processed foods aren't that filling. Uh, And what I mean by processed foods is if it's not like single ingredient, so like uh, having like a squares bar or having things like cereal uh, or obviously the list goes on and like, but just if you buy foods, try and buy it with one ingredient on the back. And meaning like rice, oats, uh, it could be things like, you know what I mean, like pasta, could be like fruit, vegetables, you know what I mean, meat sources, things like that. They're typically going to be more filling. They will help you stick to your calorie goal better because if you have foods that are processed, the taste may be nice and they've got a lot added to them. They'll potentially be, for the most part, potentially higher in calories and also not that, like, not that nutrition, not that nutritious. Uh, so they won't have much nutritional value in them, uh, typically. So obviously there's exceptions. There's exceptions to many rules. But minimizing processed foods as a whole is probably going to do you some good uh, and help you with your dieting phase. And this kind of ties into it. Aim for satiating foods, so foods that fill you up. Typically foods with fiber in them have uh, a higher level of satiety, so they fill you up more. So that's things like vegetables, uh, things like oats as well. So what I'd say is if you are dieting or if you're trying to lose weight, try and like obviously use your initiative with it and kind of like have the awareness of what foods fill you up and what foods don't. For example, you can be creative with it and try different foods. Think, right, when I have pasta, I can inhale it and I don't feel like I'm full at all. And you, on the other hand, you could potentially have things like maybe oats which fill you up a lot for the same amount of calories and you feel pretty stuffed and full and they digest nice and so throughout the day so yeah play about your food choices see what foods fill you up more than others and something that is actually quite valuable to do believe it or not is don't make your diet try and taste absolutely amazing i know it sounds counterintuitive but sometimes that makes you just want more food so sometimes just kind of like accepting maybe like it's not going to taste as good as some other food and not trying to make it taste as good as like a burger or a pizza and just kind of like kind of having routine with it having structure and cracking on can do you some good because you're gonna probably be a wee bit hungry regardless you're probably gonna not have food that's going to taste as good as junk food because it's generally low in calories and something else to be mindful of is like when you're having things like sauces not that there's anything wrong with sauces, but just be mindful about how much you use because you can definitely add up like a lot more calories throughout the day putting sauces on your food, especially if they're high in calories. Like if you just use things like mayonnaise, sweet chili sauce, ketchup, barbecue sauce, you can easily rack up maybe like a couple hundred calories that like I believe and you might not think, oh, that's not that much, but that's the difference from you being in a deficit and being at maintenance or putting on weight or maintaining weight. And as well as that, they don't fill us up at all. So you could have, let's say, two apples or you could have 
sauce on your meal where you could swap it for like a hot sauce that's lower in calories. So again, you don't need to have all these habits just to clarify, but if you're, let's say, sticking with some of these habits, they're not working, you might need to introduce more. You also might need to kind of be a bit stricter with your, like, what habits you have in place. So adding in more and being, like, if you have some flexibility with it, have less flexibility. And maybe even, like, like I said, having a water goal, fruit and veg goal, a protein goal, you can kind of increase them. So try and have a bit more protein, have more fruit and veg have less carbohydrates and fats instead uh, and obviously like when it comes to having the awareness of what foods are carbohydrate fats I appreciate not everyone will and proteins uh, but what I could say is tracking is valuable for that reason it allows you to see what foods have carbohydrates fats and protein in them so it could be valuable just doing that for like a week and in terms of what else I recommend is learn or try and have like a step goal in place and try and learn to develop like a routine that suits yourself and hitting it and what I mean by that is like if you've got a step goal and you just go about it sporadically and you don't have structure in when you're going to get your steps in and how you're going to hit your goal then you probably won't whereas if you plan out when you do your steps on a daily basis you've got routine and structure with it then you'll probably hit it it's like in prep I could tell you a structure I've got in every single day in order to reach my step goal. I had a plan in place all the time. And I know you might think, well, that, that's restrictive. I don't, let's say, want to do the same thing every day. That's boring. But change requires change. Change requires discipline and you to put habits in place you didn't have before. If, if it was easy, nobody would be in a body composition and didn't want to be. So it does require some sacrifice in that regard. But what I recommend is some tips when it comes to having a step goal is Start them early, meaning if you, let's say, if you start trying to hit your steps at like six o'clock at night, you're not really setting yourself up for success. So start them early. If you can, go for a quick walk in the morning before work or on your break. Literally, it doesn't have to be long. People, I think, underestimate the value of just getting short, quick walks in spread throughout the day. It's like, if you go for like a 10 minute walk, that's easy, like a thousand steps. Whereas if you sit on your bum during your shift, or during your break then that's you a thousand steps behind and i'm not sure if you get two breaks at work or whatever but if you can go for let's say a 10 minute walk before instead of sitting on your phone in the morning 10 minute walk in your break and then that's already two thousand steps just from there and probably walking about your work you probably got much more than that and in, in like in reality so you have a plan to hit your step goal and stick to it you can obviously you can be flexible with it if you've got a social event or something I'm not telling you have the exact same plan or if you've got something on I'm not telling you you can't be flexible but when your days are pretty similar when you've got not much on keep your keep a step goal in place and keep it kind of consistent in regards to how you hit it, and it'll be so much easier to hit it. and all these habits contribute basically towards eating less calories and minimizing hunger eh, and maximizing satiety and what I'd say is with your diet, make sure you've got routine. So make sure you've got routine with what food you're eating and roughly when you eat, roughly uh, how much you eat in each meal. Just because in order for not tracking to work, you need to know you're in a deficit. And it's hard to know that you're in a deficit if you're eating sporadically every single day, different times, different portions, different amount of meals. So 
the less moving parts, the less variables at play, the less things that are changing on a daily basis, the more likely you are to actually have a good grasp on what's going on. You're not shooting in the wind. You're not totally winging it or guessing because tra- you like the thing about tracking is it just basically allows you to know how much calories you're eating. So if you're not tracking, the way to know how much calories you're eating is to eat a consistent diet or to eat similar foods. For example, if I'm on a meal plan now, if I remove, let's say, carbohydrates or let's say just food in general, if I remove calories from each meal, if I remove food from each meal, I'm probably going to lose weight or I'm probably not going to start, I'm not going to continue to gain weight anyway. So I'm bulking now. Uh, same applies, like if you're... If you're not tracking, but you're having structure, you're having similar meals on a daily basis, you're having a lot of routine, and then you take food away from it, and you wear it maintenance, you're probably going to lose weight. Uh, the only caveat to that is if you're obviously changing something else. So that's the thing about not tracking. It's not you're, It's not as foolproof because you don't know exactly what you're doing. However, it does give you a bit or not even more flexibility. I wouldn't say you have that much more flexibility without tracking. You might even have more flexibility tracking because you can have a bit more variety of your food choices. But if you want to not track, it's good to have your routine and nutritional habits similar so you know you're in a deficit. A good example is when I was on holiday in Tenerife, I had structure with what I ate for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And what basically done was kept it pretty similar on a day-to-day basis. It might seem weird, it might seem a bit crazy, but I took my weighing scales with me. So I just stood on the scales in the morning, see my body weight. If my body weight was up drastically, I ate a bit less the next day. If it was down, I ate a bit more. And it wasn't restrictive. I still had plenty of food. I still enjoyed the holiday. I still had desserts every single night. What I basically done was jumped on the scales. If my weight was up, I had one dessert instead of three. If my weight was down, I had three desserts instead of one. I had a bit bigger portion for breakfast one day and a bit smaller another. So basically, if you're doing something very similar, like I done on holiday, I had similar amount of plates, similar composition of plates, if that makes sense, for every meal. Uh, Obviously, having different food choices, etc. But I done that, measured my weight, then changed it accordingly. So ate less or ate more. Uh, But it's different. In... For myself, I've been tracking for years. I've been doing this for years, so I've got like a really good grasp on how much calories or what what I need to do to lose or gain weight. But it's just a, kind of giving you an example. But in order for this to work, in order to lose weight without tracking, you still need discipline. You still need structure. You still need to be hungry and restrictive at times. And you've got the same sacrifice as tracking, really. You've got the same thing you're kind of putting or you're giving up as tracking, having as much food variety having as much uh, choices in your diet having as much food in your diet and calories as well and people say you can eat anything and lose weight yes but what do you think you're going to adhere to best having a whole food diet with a ton of food a ton of fruit and veg or having a mcdonald's breakfast lunch and dinner what do you think is going to fill you more what do you think is going to give you more energy and feel better on and perform better on so although you can eat anything and lose weight, doesn't mean it's going to be the best for adherence and sticking to it long term. And with doing this, you are you are guessing, you're shooting in the wind a bit more. It's not foolproof. So if you've got, let's say, a deadline and you really need to lose a certain amount of weight for, this is, and maybe you're an absolute beginner, this might not be the way to lose weight for yourself. And in terms of it doesn't work, basically, whatever you're doing, have routine, have structure, swap foods and aim for lower calories so if you're currently having 
let's say I'm not sure let's say you're having ketchup just normal ketchup swap that for low salt and sugar ketchup if you are having pasta for dinner half the pasta intake increase the fruit and veg so just kind of put things in place implement things in place that help you be in a deficit have leaner meat sources instead of fattier meat sources have bagel fins instead of whole bagels and again you want to have a similar structure with your meals meaning a similar amount of maybe each food obviously you can make swaps etc and have different different meals on a daily basis but what i mean is for breakfast one day you don't want to have an absolute massive bowl of cereal a banana a protein shake uh, and toast and then the next day you don't want to have just oats and whey because there's going to be a different different calorie composition so keep things similar so you can compare it and make changes accordingly and pretty much it's a case of also learning to be hungrier and putting more habits in place if it is not working and just putting up a hunger because hunger is part of it and obviously putting those habits in place that i spoke about earlier and in terms of who doesn't who this doesn't work for people have a ton of variety in what their days look like on a daily basis they might find this more difficult people who won't who want to be super accurate and have got like a deadline typically people in the later stages of a fat loss phase as they can't rely on their intuitive eating because their overall hunger will be higher they're far they're further away from where their set point was where their maintenance calories was which is going to generally make it a bit harder to adhere to uh, so hope you enjoyed the episode too. hope you took some valuable information from it if you did feel free to share the podcast on your story i greatly appreciate anyone's support and same with any other manner you support the podcast and if it's subscribing liking leaving a rating or a review i greatly appreciate everyone so hope everyone has a great day and thanks for listening or watching